What up? Welcome back to the Stella Stella Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd. I'm back, baby. Joined, as always, by Glenn Enos. Junior. And Matthew Souza. What's up? Guys, um... Last Welcome week back. Wasn't here. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be back. I thought I had the vid last week. Uh, got a PCR. It was negative. Turns out I'm just a bitch. Turns out. Uh, so some, some people were saying uh, in the chat that you didn't show up to the podcast because you're lost. No. Um, I lost the week before and I lost this week. And both of those times I was there. Last week I was sick. So. Well, some people said that you lost. You know, to James Robinson scoring on a long touchdown. and um, Those same people would probably say that they lost because James Robinson didn't score a long touchdown this week. So, See, I was trying to defend you last week, saying, you know, he's sick as a dog. If he could be here, he would. But um, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, definitely feeling better, though. You know, feeling, feeling good now. Uh he said, no COVID, so that's a positive. However, my team is sick. I'm one in three. It um, is bullshit. I'm feeling bad. I feel real bad about that. Um, I, I shouldn't say I feel really bad about it, right? Uh, you know, I think my team, my team has performed pretty well. Like, when I lost to Panacho last week, um, or technically two um, in week three. When I lost mm-hmm. in week three, my team actually put up a good amount of points, just that he had Lamar Jackson, you know, had to score that last rushing touchdown against the Patriots or James Robinson had to score a 50 yard touchdown. Hello, Bean. Uh, <laughs> James Robinson had to score a 50 yard touchdown on fourth and one. Um, but oh, whatever. that's what happened. Yeah, fourth isn't and that one. the worst? Like they shouldn't fourth even be one. snapping the ball right now. Be it there goes a twelve point play. There goes my season. Are we anyway. talking about last week? Oh uh, yeah, I'm talking about when I lost Panacho. Yeah, yeah. talking about week three. Yeah. Um, and then this week, look, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Personally, I think Zach has the best team in the league. Uh, you know, I think that his team. Money. I personally think that his team's kind of a buzzsaw. That's just my opinion. Um, Even after the trade with Mr. Enos? Oh, you mean the one that he pantsed him in? Are you sure about that? Are you You mean the one where Jamal and Ertz completely went ham while Jones and Kittle did nothing? Yeah, but Deontay basically, Johnson did jack shit. So. Yeah, but basically trading Jones for Jones wasn't bad. Kittle, Kittle didn't do oh, shit. Kittle Zach actually just, Zach just texted me because I posted the, a commentary for the league. Just a moment ago, and oh. uh, and I mentioned that trade, and Zach's like, "Wait, are you saying I got trade raped because of Jamal?" It's so, all like he's all concerned. I said, "I'm just teasing. It's because Jamal and Ertz went off this week, while Aaron Jones and Kittle didn't." You know how it goes. Well, commentary. I like commentary. It's like a yeah. review of the matchups. Oh, right. Yeah, I like this. It's uh, easier than doing 14. Damn, you got me ranked 13th, Susan? What the fuck, bro? There's a lot of elements involved, Mason. No, it's your stupid Excel algorithm. Dumbassery, bro. Yes. Eyeball test. I don't know, Mason. 
Your team looks like a 13th place team. Well, your team looks like a hospital ward. So I'd shut the fuck up. My team hasn't scored 100 points all year. Yeah, and mine has twice. And I'm <laughs> fucking one in three. Look, it plays opinion, a big role in it. In my opinion, if you're in a 14-man league and you're putting up between 100 to 110 a week, you are setting yourself up to win most weeks. The problem is, is that Zach scored 128 on me and Panacha scored 128 on me. So no this, point. This Shot has been Penny. the story uh, for JV for a while. Yeah. Uh, JV finally said, said, fuck that this week. Yeah, Craig finally had an actual week that was worth winning, and he lost. And I loved every second of it. Sorry, Craig. Oh, Mason, a big part of it is you're on a three-game losing streak. That's not a powerful team that's on a three-game losing streak. That look, plays man, a role in it. Well, look. look. Should be my a four-game losing streak, but, you know, my guy's in short. My problem is that – Alan Kamara has been the biggest disappointment, oh. piece of dog shit. Maybe, I'm done with him. Maybe this whole season so far. He has been so abysmal. And he, oh, my ribs hurt. I can't play. Suck it up. I have him in Dynasty. I've had him in Dynasty for like three years. And I've had enough. I've had enough for the same reason, Mason. He's been hot and cold. Last year was decent. He missed time. He like had like four weeks off, uh, but played all right. But then he's coming into this year, and it's just been nothing. And then he's hurt again. And it's like this guy, he can't trust him. He has not been the same since Drew Brees left. He's shown flashes, but he hasn't been consistent. And then he's getting hurt, and now he's 27 going on 28. It ain't looking pretty. And the worst part was – Worst part was that this past week I was like, "Oh my God, Jameis isn't there. Andy Dalton's throwing the ball. Check down, City. Come on." They were just like in the preseason. They were like, "Alvin Kamara's in the slot. They're running him on routes. All this shit." The only thing that Alvin Kamara has done is run into the center's ass seventeen times a game. That's it. He doesn't even catch the ball. It's so frustrating, dude. I understand now they have Olave and Michael Thomas, but it's like, dude, Alvin Kamara is still one of the, on paper, one of the best running backs in the league. You're not utilizing him at all. Instead, you'd rather fucking use Mark Ingram and Latavius Murray. Three, Three things I want to say about Alvin Kamara. One, I have zero stock in him. However, lucky, I, I have stock in Mark Ingram, and it's false hope. Because every week that Kamara's <laughs> out, I'm like, we're fucking playing Ingram. And last week was the biggest trap of my life. I woke up Ooh. early, says Kamara was out. I was like, fuck, dude. And this was finally the week where I wasn't going to start Mark Ingram because I obtained Melvin Gordon from you, Sousa. And I said, fuck, I'm just going to roll Javante and Melvin, get Mark Ingram the fuck out of my lineup. And then it says Kamara's out. And I'm like, I got to start him because he's the starter. And if he goes off for like 15, 20 points on my bench, I'm an idiot, but in reality, I'm an idiot for starting him because he just don't have it no more. You're the maniac. Now, I'm, I'm the maniac. Number two, <laughs> we should get you a sorry you drafted Alvin Kamara cake. Yeah. Yes. And number three, RIP in peace to the people on the West Coast, <laughs> Central Time Zone, 
fucking mountain time who don't wake up early enough for the London game to switch Alvin Kamara out of your lineup. Oh, wait, you don't want to set your fantasy lineup at 6 a.m. on a weekend? Pacific yeah. time? I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's one thing about being prepared, but you got to be prepared for the London game. So there's another commitment. London game next week. Green Bay and there the Giants. Is. So if you got Saquon, you know, your Green Bay players, wake up, set an alarm for 5 a.m. Just make sure they're playing. I got no one. I should have reached on Saquon where I took Alan Kamara. That's what I should have. We all should have. Just um, like real quick. We should have took, uh, took Clyde in the first round, too. Real quick, uh, Craig's saying that he inquired about a trade for Kamara. Tell us, yeah. some, tell us more about that. It was Look, I'm, I'm, he did inquire about a trade. I didn't respond because I was at work and I was busy. And if anyone thinks I have time, I feel like this league thinks that I'm sitting on my ass. I have a pipette shoved up my ass the whole time I'm at work. In reality, I'm running around like a fucking psycho because my job sucks. I don't have time to respond to trades and deliberate <laughs> at work. Can I get that out there right now? Also, I don't Message make trades speak. until at least week six. Everyone knows this. I like to look. I didn't know that was set in stone. I it's not. I just <laughs> <laughs> I just picked an arbitrary week that was like Glenn, you're muted. Uh oh, no, I'm talking. I was going to say the rule of Mason, week six. Week six. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. But I'm trying – look, anytime I draft a team, I like to exercise patience with them because there is nothing worse. I learned this the hard way when I traded Alvin Kamara and Brandon Cooks to Jake oh, fucking five years ago. Probably there's nothing worse. They get pants because you jumped the gun too early on something. And – um, you know, obviously that season I was spooked because David Johnson broke his shit when in reality I should have just stood pat and then I would have had my RB1 and I would have still had Brandon Cooks. But instead I traded for some shit bums that weren't good. So I try to exercise patience. Um, you don't want to jump the gun. But also... Sounds like you got PTSD. I do have PTSD. But is that an excuse to go somebody? Yes. <laughs> All right. The on. ghosting has no bearing on me waiting on Alvin Kamara. The ghosting is because I'm busy. All right. 24 7. Mason's at work. <laughs> that's that's 100 lie. It's not, dude. I swear to God. I'm like on the verge of a mental fucking breakdown every day at my job. Please. Craig says understood. All right. Glad Craig, we cleared hey, that up. Craig, hit me back. Hit me back <laughs> in like in like three weeks dude and we can talk if alvin kamara still is underperforming or maybe if he is performing if anything, maybe i just wanted to get him off favorite, my team because he's a dickhead i don't know <laughs> we'll talk we got some news to talk about that's uh it's the news with news he goes i'll do that so i want to do i want to do this okay live yeah, okay so, we got some injuries to talk about, as usual. First one, this was a big one when the message came up. DK Metcalf carded off the field. I cannot believe <laughs> this is where we're starting, you fucking asshole. He was carted to the locker room because he had to take a shit. <laughs> and the clench walk wasn't going to be enough. So, that was comical. People were concerned at the moment, at the time, but 
Yeah, it's hilarious. I wish Javante Williams jogged off the field because he had to take a shit. <laughs> yeah, Javante could because uh, he tore his ACL. Yep. And he's done. And For the year. He's done. For the year. And honestly, from what I hear and the way things usually are, he's probably not going to be good to go until halfway through next year, considering it's already week four. So, dynasty owners of him, me, uh, not pleasant. I heard it was um, more because of it's like a PCL and something else along with it. It's not just an ACL tear, it's additional shit. Yeah, it's, it's like everything. PCL and LCL, I think. And like I yeah. saw all the CLs. Yeah, yeah. every CL. A through Z, CL. <laughs> I the saw ZCL. a doctor on Twitter that said that only about 30% of players like get back to where they were pre injury. Um, when it's a knee injury this significant. I don't know if it's similar to what J.K. Dobbins had. Obviously, Craig just said it was. Doesn't look like it's affecting J.K. Dobbins. Oh, Craig, yeah. Craig said same injury as Dobbins. Which is Uh, less important to note because. But J.K. Dobbins, which we probably we might get into later, looked pretty fucking good for at least one for at least one half of the game. But to put Um, in perspective, he's looking good week four of this year, and he was hurt. Like to start the season. So if it took him four weeks to get going and he was hurt at the beginning of the year, that means Javante wouldn't be on track till week eight of next year. You know what I mean? That's so the risk. That's the problem with it. I should trade for Javante and Dynasty. Uh, give me a good offer and I'll entertain it. Jonathan Taylor got hurt. He got his ankle rolled up. He got tests. It was negative. So that's good. But and they're saying there's a shot he'll play this Thursday, but it's Thursday, so you got to watch out because that's a quick turnaround. But they're saying he has a shot, but you never know. But luckily, you'll have every option in the world to uh, replace him with because it's so early in the in the week. But not not good to see. It doesn't end there. More running back problems. Cordell Patterson is going on IR officially on IR and is going to miss at least four games due to a knee injury. Algiers season. Titans first rounder, Traylon Burks. Now we're in the wide receiver territory. He hurt his game. Diagnosed with turf toe. No surgery needed, but he will miss, quote-unquote, some time. Rashad Bateman's dealing with a midfoot injury. No, uh, nothing serious on that yet. Uh, Just questionable, but he's dealing with a foot injury. In other news, Commander's Brian Robinson, the running back who sh- who got shot because I said he was going to take Gibson's job, and we had a bet on it. He's now medically him. cleared, and the team is activating him off the NFL list. <clears throat> oh, NFI list. I'm sorry. So he has 21 days to be put on the active roster. Um, so watch out for him. So he could be back this week, but it might be next week or so. But he's, he's coming back. That's interesting to note. Some could say that he he might just come back in and make a bang. (laughs) Wow. Um, And then the last thing I'm going to say is um, Mitch Trubisky's done. They're going to move forward with Kenny Pickett, rookie QB on the Steelers for the Steelers. So it's kind of exciting. muted. Oh, Mason's. There we Oops. go. Sorry. Oops. I muted myself when I had to react to your distasteful joke. Oh. Anyway. Mr. B. 
Trubisky sucks. That's what oh, I said. And I'll say yeah. it again. Mr. Trubisky sucks. Yeah. Oh, and That's the uh, third time I've said it. I don't have any – I don't see any news on it, but, like, Hoyer got hurt for the Pats, too. In addition oh, to Mac Jones. If you're starting Brian Hoyer, you must be in, like, a 20-man league. We're talking about all Patriots fantasy players because when, when you have the zap attack at QB, it might affect Harris and Stevenson. What the fuck did you just say? It won't. <laughs> wait, wait, it might affect them in a good way because I watched the Patriots just run the fucking ball into their own ass last what week. What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> zap attack? Or is it zappy? It's zappy, you dummy. The zappy attacky? Zappy attacky? <laughs> the hell what do you want zappy? me to say, all right? <laughs> I'm um, going to commit suicide. Are zappy, we not, zappy. Can we? Does the news say that we almost witnessed a death last Thursday night? Oh shit! Yeah, Tua. Tua. <laughs> oh got, shit! Tua got fucked, and he's not playing this, this week. Oh no! I fucking hope not. He's yeah, still in the concussion protocol after Dude. you know for the second straight week, pretty much. He got cleared. It was in eight minutes two weeks ago. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that is unreal. One, the fact that he's able to come back in the game on Sunday after having the noodle knees. Two, the fact that he played four days later. And uh, three, that they called it a back injury. Uh, yeah, you're right. Sunday. That was a quick turnaround, too. Dude, I'm sorry. The fact – I find it com- almost comical. The fact that after, like, the next day, they were like, guys, don't worry. Everyone has been clamoring for something to be done. We fired the doctor that cleared him to go back in the game. Like, it wasn't, like, an organizational decision for him to play. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like the doctor threw him out there. Yeah, like, the doctor was like, oh, yeah, him. he's good, Chief. Put him out there. Like, come on, dude. That's a <laughs> That's crazy, perfect dude. example of cover your ass. Like He's fucking lucky. Yeah, when I, when I saw that hit and he got, like, as soon as he grabbed him, he's like, oh, he's going to throw him down. And then he yeah. fucking threw him down hard. I was like, damn, that looked like it hurt. And then the camera just pans to him, and he fucking rolls yeah, he's over. he's like this. And he's got the hands like the – like, okay. I thought something was broken at first. Like he got stepped on or something. I and thought I his like, fucking oh. brain Yeah, his brain. His brain was broken. Yeah. that's t- It was tough to see, and I made sure you saw it. No, I mean, that's just, that's just always Prime video. to watch. Bro. Prime video didn't give any fucks. They're like, ah, nope. check out Tua. Check out this replay. And then sort of like five times. The like, announcers are oh, talking yeah, about uh, it. Craig said, Mike McDaniel lying about how he had no concussion symptoms after the first one is comical. His legs were jelly. Yeah. Yeah, like that. that's ridiculous. I'm sorry, man. Like, look, <laughs> I understand. That, like, listen, the NFL doesn't give a fuck about these guys. They give a fuck about the bottom line. And what did they want on Thursday night? They wanted Joe Burrow versus Tua for the fucking ratings. And that's what they got. And they push for it. And obviously, like, they double back and they fire that doctor because they're going to be like, oh, it's the doctor's fault. He cleared it. The NFL wanted him to play. You know what I mean? It's just fucking stupid that people are like, oh. The biggest part with me is it's not, not him playing on Thursday night. It's him going back in the game Sunday against the Bills. Yeah, I heard there were eight. He was off the field for eight real minutes, like real-time minutes, and then he was back in after that. Right. That's it, eight minutes. Not like a drive or a quarter. Like, Because the thing is, if he doesn't get hurt on Thursday, 
nobody gets fired. It just gets swept under the rug. We're on to week five. We forget all about what happened two weeks ago with Tua having noodle knees. Yeah. But the fact that he got hurt and fucking seized up on Thursday night, we're like, all right, this is a problem. It was, what's crazy, too, is I saw a tweet on Twitter that someone had posted, like, earlier that day. I don't know if you guys saw it, too, because it went. It was, like, kind of viral. It was, like, this guy who was in the media who was, like, who, like, quote tweeted one of the, like, um, like the infographics, like promoting the game, being like, oh, it's Tua versus Joe Burrow tonight on Amazon Prime. And he was like, what's crazy, he's like, is that Tua is playing in this game. He's like, the NFL could face like a serious lawsuit if he ends up getting a second concussion tonight, uh, like because of obviously what happened on Sunday. And then it ended up happening. And he was like, he like quote tweeted himself later and was like, uh, NFL is going to have to answer for this shit. Freaking heavy hitters. I'm gonna pretty come sure to that's. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was Chris uh, Nowitzki, the former wrestler. You remember him, Susan? What's the last name? Chris Nowitzki or Nowinski? I don't. Christopher I don't. Nowinski. Not familiar he with used, that. He used to come out with like a Letterman jacket and like ruthless aggression era, like 0304. He's like a. He's like a serious. Like he's like a doctor now, and he works on like head injuries and stuff. Was that he, the name you went by? Yeah, that's the tweet that Panacho said in the group when like Tua got hurt and like sent it. And I said, I made like a wrestling comment, but it's just. Oh, yeah. No, I don't remember this guy, but I see him right here. Yeah. His bio says former WWE superstar. But, anyways, um, yeah, it's fucked up. It's fucking horseshit. It just shows yeah. that the NFL ultimately doesn't care about the players. It's just all posturing. I mean, but who's really surprised by this? Like, honestly. If you're surprised by this, you're not paying attention to what the NFL has been doing. Still, even though they faced all this bullshit about CTE and concussions, they they don't care. They just see well, the players as like items. it's ratings and I mean the team's incentive to win. I mean they were facing the Bills division game, like a Super Bowl contending team that they needed to win, so they threw them back out there. And then at that point, they're like, well, you finished the game. You seem fine. Why are we going to sit you next week when we just played you to finish this game? And then it just it backfired big time. I mean, t- 20 years ago, we wouldn't think twice about it. But 20 years ago, we didn't know what we know now Yeah. about concussions and everything else. What's 20 crazy years ago, I would have said, ah, it's a stinger. You know, you're good. Get back in there. But it's like, nah, he's fucked up. I mean, what's crazy <laughs> is we do know there. all of this shit now. And the NFL still doesn't give a fuck. Right. Right. You know. Um. Anything else for the news? Nope. All right. That was the news with Suta. Um. Stellar Stars of the Week are brought to you by Red Rebel Vibrators. Finish the job that your man or woman started. Mason, since you missed last week, I'll let you go first. Oh, you're going to be my, my stellar star? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, hold on. I just got to get there. All right. So my stellar star of the week this week. Also, for the record, even though I wasn't here last week, you know who it would have been. Who's that? Uh, Matt Collins. <laughs> oh, oh, what? I know who it's going to be this week. No, you don't. I don't. I do. No, no, you don't. I should. Oh, know. I don't. 
Are you going to swerve us? I don't think you do. I am going to swerve you guys. This week is none other than the dude with the biggest hog on any football field in the NFL. And that is one TJ Big Cock Hawkinson. Mm. That's who it is, baby. You say biggest hog, like H O G? Yes. His hog. I love it. Is huge. Uh, so get this, right? Eight receptions for 179 yards. That's an average of 22.4 yards per catch for the record. Uh, I didn't do that math. Thankfully, fantasy broke it down for me. Uh, also, two TDs. For a total of 35.9 fantasy points, half point PPR. Obviously, the best week by tight end so far this year. Um, by right? Definitely this year. I heard like I forget the statistic, but it's like best in years, I think. Or like a decade yeah. or something. Not of all time. I believe it. No, I mean, it might, but, be, it might be the best non-QB performance this year too. Um, but I actually have a question yeah. for you guys. How do we feel about the Lions? Because the funny thing is, is, like the Lions are one in three, I think, right? But much like my team, they put up a fuck ton of points. They just can't win. They I got something to say. They lead the league in points, and they lead the league in points against. Yeah, like the best offense and the worst defense, which is the best thing for fantasy. You want players on an offense that is going to score and with a defense that's going to keep them in passing situations and keep the, you know, let the opponent score so the offense can get back on the field. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, it's nice. I just think it's funny, though, because, like (laughs) – I guess this is the difference between having a buy-in on a coach and guys not having buy-in because the team is basically the same as it was last year. I mean, obviously they have Aiden Hutchinson, right? On uh, or a- is it Adrian Hutchinson? Or Aiden? It's Aiden, right? Aiden, Aiden yeah. uh, who's obviously a very good defensive player, playing out of his mind. Um, and he they drafted him this past year, right? If I'm not mistaken. Second yeah. overall pick. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. So. Their defense still sucks. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah absolutely. Just ask me. But, Minus eight points. I mean, that was your fault starting Detroit's defense. You're right. I'm sure I've known Gino was the best in the league. He's actually, uh, QBR-wise, I think he's been like a top five QB this season so far. Yeah. yeah. Jared Goff is number five. Jared Goff is that was what I was gonna get to is like the pieces around them are exactly the same. I guess like you can say you know there's another you know year in that system under everyone's belt, but I mean that's a huge yeah, turnover true. with a new head coach. And Jared Goff looks like Jared Goff when he was on the Rams, like King Goffrey. Yeah, like what the fuck? This is what Gomes was waiting for all those years ago. What is going yeah. on? Like it's just it's so like. I played Craig in Jim and Skip this week, and he dropped – Jared Goff dropped like 35 points on my ass. He did. Now, to be fair, he has two bad weeks, like 16, 15. Like not terrible. It's better than Kirk but, this week. But they're like – they're typical golf numbers where they're like, oh, you know, I'm not going to really look to start him. But then he has two pretty monstrous weeks, all in all QB5. He didn't have Amon Ra, and he – 
and he put up 35 points. So that's great. And no Swift either who catches the ball. So Goff is someone to look for as a QB. And if you have offensive pieces on this team, I would feel pretty confident. And Gomes, I did mention that Patterson got his knee hurt. And I said it was Algier season. You just weren't listening. And then he followed it up with bad news on my team about Traylon Burks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, My Um, stellar star of the week, Suzo. You gonna do it? I still, yeah, it's gonna be the guy who is gonna make me pay for your Applebee's at the end of the season. It's Josh Jacobs. Okay. Josh Jacobs in half point PPR scored a whopping 32 points on there we go. 28 carries, 144 yards, a pair of TDs, along with five receptions for 31 yards. Now <clears throat> This single game right here is going to be the reason why I got to take it Applebee's at the end of the year. Because Antonio Gibson ain't going to be doing this. He's not going to have a single <laughs> game like this all year. If Josh Jacobs continues to be mediocre like he was the first three games, you'll still win the bet because of this outlier game. I'm looking at his totals from weeks one, two, and three. 10 carries, 57 yards. 19 carries, 69 yards. 13 carries, 66 yards. 28 carries, 144 yards last week because the Denver Broncos couldn't stop a fucking nosebleed. And here I am. Um, I got all my stock invested in the Broncos. I'm just watching them convert every third down, every, you know, third down, every every third down where they stop them, there's a penalty on the Broncos. I felt like I was watching the the Cowboys. I felt like I was watching the Dallas Cowboys because the Broncos are the most penalized team in the league. And it is so aggravating, but Josh Jacobs was that dude last week, and he probably won't be that dude all, again all season. So uh, congratulations, Josh Jacobs, still the star of the week. I mean, the thing is, unless they face the Broncos again and the Broncos can't stop them, I, I don't see him doing that against Kansas City next Monday night. I mean, I, I, he couldn't do oh. it against Arizona. He couldn't do it against Tennessee. He'll be He's back getting- to his 60 yards and uh- – 50% chance to for run Josh touchdown. Jacobs, for him to be fantasy like good, it's a matter as if he falls into the end zone. This is this 144 rushing output. I don't think he I don't know if it's a career high or not, but it felt like a career high. Oh, that's a good chance. Yeah, but it's nice to know that he can do it. Uh he's a steady RB2 with RB1 upside uh on a given week. He had 132 okay. last year. This was his career high in rushing in a single game. Definitely. Career day for Josh Jacobs, 32 fantasy points, half point PPR. Yep. My stellar star of the week. Go ahead, Susan. Nice. My stellar star of the week is a man who we have all thrown much shade on, and he kind of single-handedly shoved a dick up my ass and caused me to lose. This yep. is Miles Sanders. Yep. Miles Sanders, he rushed 27 times. Now, there was this was bad weather, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, you'll usually run the ball more. But 27 attempts for this motherfucker. 134 yards on the ground, two rushing touchdowns, and another uh, 22 yards through the air. <laughs> for a total of 28.6 fantasy points and half PPR scoring. And get this, it's not just his best game of the season. It's his best game since week 
15 and 2019. Okay, the last three years, he finally puts up this fucking game against hey, me when all I needed was a. He could have got 20. I would have been fine. You know yeah, what? Great you game, know what, Miles. 28. You know, you know what Craig would say about that? He so. said his Miles Sanders didn't have 27 touches all of last year. No, no, no. You know what Craig would say about that? <laughs> what would he say? He's due. Miles Sanders. W. Um, <laughs> he was so due that I woke up the next morning and I had dew on my face. That's what they that, call it now? Was that bad? <laughs> that was horrible. Um, Miles Mason Sanders, a guy <laughs> even more unlikely to have an outburst like, like Josh Jacobs. Um, basically, what I learned from Miles Sanders last week is you put him in a game during a hurricane, he's going to be nasty. Hurricane Sanders. Watching that Eagles game, uh, very nerve-wracking. I have Dallas Goddard, Panacho, and A.J. Brown. Every single time the Eagles got close to the red zone, I was like, all right, this is dangerous. It could be good, but it's also dangerous because A.J. Brown's that dude. Handoff, handoff, handoff. Jalen Hurts scrambles, handoff, handoff, handoff. They must have did that at least six times every time they got into the red zone. And it was just Miles Sanders. They were not throwing the ball. I don't know how many attempts Jalen Hurts had. It couldn't have been more than 25 during that game because they they were just running the football, and you had to. Jalen Hurts was talking about the winds going from side to side. It was sideways rain. It was big old fat rain everywhere in that, I hate um, that. Eagles game. It, it was what? how it was literally and figuratively the perfect storm for Miles Sanders. And that's why I lost. You lost because you started the Lions D. The Lions fucking defense, dude. Out of nine possible options that I could have played, ten if you include no defense at all, that was the one decision that would have got me the loss. That's so, so bad. I am surprised that you didn't pick up the Titans defense because that was who I rolled. They got me seven. Against uh, who? Against the Colts. I just... I mean, all the defenses that are out there are usually pretty bad, which is why they are owned. I was trying to go for the offense that I was least or that I knew could probably fuck up the most. And I think Gino and I think Metcalf not doing anything all year. I think Penny not doing much all year. Well, they all did something this week. Fucking Metcalf went for like 150, Penny 28 points, honorable mention. In Mason's book, there's a rule about him not trading until week six. Right after that rule, the next chapter, if you turn the page, it says Penny usually goes off in week four. So I don't know if you read that or not. No, I got to look into that. And right after that, it's if if DK Metcalf has to take a shit, they're usually going to play pretty well, too. So you got some reading to do. This was this is Rashad's uh, Rashad Penny's first start in week four since 2018. He's been he's been hurt and whatnot. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, glad he finally, I'm glad he finally performed <laughs> at least relative. Well, I mean, he had a great week, right? I that's the best week he's gonna have all season. Mason. I mean, maybe his life, dude. No, last last year he was getting like the last four weeks. I'm pretty sure he consistently had like 15 plus points. Like he was good. He was really good. Yeah, I didn't have 28. Is what I said. Okay, dude. But look, Weeks. man, my running yeah, backs have been so ass. I'd be happy with fucking ten. I was expect when when Rex Burkhead scored. 
Who okay? are you talking to right now? Dog. Please stop. Please stop. You have injuries. There's a difference. No, it's not a difference. Even with Javante Williams, I didn't have a running back putting up 28 points. And I sure as hell didn't get fucking 15 from Rex Burkhead. It doesn't matter. I still lost. <laughs> it's true. Okay. So who cares? doesn't matter. You could have put up six. I still would have lost. doesn't matter. Anyway, right. what I'm trying to say is that it'd be nice to just have some consistency at the position. Because... I've been averaging under 10 points at both my RB1 and RB2 spots since the season started. Yeah, can't imagine what that's like. All right, all right. Stella Stars of the Week of Project by Red Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job that your band or woman started. Woman. All right, look, I'm not going to mince words here. I had this pent up all week. You know what time it is. It's time for the fuck. 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 Of the week. Brought to you by PB&J Lube. You're going to get <laughs> fucked. You might as well use Lube. Um, guys, have. this week, we have a guy as our fuck of the week who, uh, you know, had his first bad week of the season against Glenn. Some would call it luck. Mm. Some would oh, call it Glenn Yes. Uh, interesting. Um, you know, you can call it whatever you want. But Very that's, interesting. That's James Robinson. Do you know what James Robinson didn't do this week, Sousa? Um, he didn't put up RB1 numbers? No, he didn't have a 50-yard run on fourth and one. Oh. No, he didn't even have 50 yards total. No, he didn't. Funny how that works, huh? Funny how time flies. Funny how time flies. But um, the the thing that's wild to me is we just talked about how Miles Sanders was feasting in the rain. James Robinson played in that same game. And the last time I checked, James Robinson's better than Miles Sanders. But in week four, James Robinson only had eight carries for 29 yards, no receptions. Same thing with ETN. So they only ran the ball 16 times. Let's not forget well, the Jaguars. Every time... let's, let's not forget the Jaguars had a 14-point lead. They blew. So are you trying to say that Miles Sanders didn't have to put up 28 points against me? I'm trying to say that I don't know what I'm trying to say. Some might call it luck, some might call it Glenn bullshit. I call it James Robinson being fucking weak. The same man who very well might be stellar star of the year. Yep. Or steal of the draft, at the very least, is now fuck of the week. Hey, it's week four. It's the I like James the... Robinson. But so I also like UCN. I'm just mad that he single-handedly was the reason I lost. But I, don't like, I don't like Trevor Lawrence, dude. He you sucks. don't like him? Dude, you don't like... He sucked hey, last week. guys, let's go out and let's play let's with some out. swag. Let's play with some swag, yeah. Yeah, I like I the Jags this year. Imagine Jon Snow talking to the fucking people of the North getting ready to face the White Walkers. Oi, right, Wiley. Let's go out. Let's kill these White Walkers with some swag. <laughs> let's let's wave our swords with some swag. I don't know why I sounded kind of like Gordon Ramsay there. Hey, big did. boy. Let's oh, go. Lawrence. Let's go wave our swords around. Big boy. Big this fucking boy. donkey. Uh, Trevor this Lawrence had four lost fumbles. It's fucking raw. 
It's fucking T Raw. Trevor Lawrence. Bad. James Robinson. Fuck of the week. He fucked you proper. Fuck him. Listen, this was a tough, tough game, weather-wise, opponent-wise, in Philly. Philly's been very good. But now the Jaguars <laughs> schedule is soft. They have soft. they do run into uh the Chiefs and the Ravens with a bye week in the middle. But other than that, which is like not till way later, they, they get next up, they got Houston, Indy, the Giants, the Broncos, the Raiders, then the Raiders? Chiefs, bye week, Ravens, Raiders. then the Lions, Titans, Dallas, the Jets, Houston in championship week. They got Pretty decent schedule. So, so Christian is, Kirk owners. Yeah, Christian Kirk they Jones owners. Shut the fuck. And maybe oh, wait, more Glenn. importantly, Glenn's got Zay Jones. And I can yeah, say this now that I, I have Jones. I covered my ass with this. I think Jags D is going to be a lock and loaded weekly play going forward. Yeah, maybe not against the guy. Chiefs and Ravens, but every other guy game. just started the Lions D. So I had no choice. <laughs> but the uh well no i had plenty of choices yeah 10 choices <laughs> but jags d so far ranked third after playing the chargers and eagles away now they got these soft matchups uh, they got some talent on defense and a fucking monster watch out man they got talent uh, and and my 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 insider source who's a jags fan who also told me that tom brady has cancer He's a Jags fan, and he had all the <laughs> intel on on how the Jaguars are going to be very good this year, and I, I'm buying it. Uh, Susa, on. you didn't put it in like in- shit last week. You didn't put it in injury news, but as far as injured egos go, Brady supposedly hired uh, divorce lawyers, him and Giselle. Yeah, that's kind of been coming up. I I remember someone talking about it a couple weeks ago where they haven't even been like living in the same house for a while or some shit. I think I got a chance with Brady. Yeah. Maybe. I'm sorry, you don't. He'll definitely kiss you on the mouth. We all know that. He needs to be with someone who makes more money than him. Oh, it's true. Yeah, how else is he going to afford his $60 pistachios? Come on. Anyway, that was Fuck of the Week brought to you by PBJ Lou. If you're going to get fucked tomorrow, let's use Lou. So I want to – it's week four, okay? We've seen – We've seen a month of football. And do you guys have any idea what's going on? I Not really. No. I have only there was someone who could answer the various and miscellaneous questions that I have pertaining to things relating to, but not necessarily specifically, the NFL. Um, not us. Running, running backs is a problem this year. Uh, as Craig said in the chat, he said, uh, where is it? Where is it? Sanders and Clyde being elite this year sums up the RB position because not only is that true, but you also have McCaffrey with a slowish start. He finally had a 20 pointer this week. Yeah. You have Kamara doing nothing. You got T- Jonathan Taylor pretty much doing nothing. And now her J- J- Jonathan Williams hurt Cordell Patterson hurt. So I want to say a couple of things. I want to say a couple of things. One about, Montgomery Jonathan, hurt. one about Jonathan Taylor, okay? This time last year, Jonathan Taylor was in that same slow start through four weeks. And then, of course, we saw what he did. So anything's possible. But now he's hurt. So 
That might not be possible. Number two. That's fair. Saquon Barkley is the RB1 this year. His total fantasy points through four weeks is the lowest for the running back position in fantasy since 1997, Curtis Martin. Um, wait, say that again. Barkley's so, total fantasy points is the lowest. The lowest amount of points for an RB1 in fantasy. Oh, 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 oh. since 1997, Curtis Martin. I'm seeing Saquon as RB2. Who's RB1? Um, no RB1 is. Is it Clyde? I honestly checked him. He's number four. He was my go to, though. Um, Who the hell could Jeff it Wilson? be? Henry? No. no. Not Jeff Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Who's been going off? Nick Chubb? Oh, uh, you know what? Chubb. It might be Chubb, actually. Maybe Chubb. It is. So, it's Chubb. Uh, Chubb, Chubb's one here, but it's four one points. In PPR? And sleeper says standard and PPR. He's number one. Chubb. And in our uh, half point league, too, he's number one. All right, whatever. Well, just Maybe by somebody... four points. So it's probably the same statistic. Probably. But basically, through four weeks, running backs ain't doing shit. Um, and rough. That makes me feel better about my team. A little bit. Yeah, you're not alone. I just like let's do let's do a quick name game, okay? Who would you rather have for the rest of the season? Russell Wilson or Geno Smith? Why you do this? Uh Russell Wilson. Why? Why? Because, because I, as because a Russell Wilson owner in three leagues, finally. Finally, we saw one good week last week from Russell Wilson in a losing effort where he kind of put his nuts <coughs> on the table. Geno Smith, however, has looked decent last week, obviously, with a crazy game, but he's looked good enough to be a serviceable starter, whereas Russ has got less than 12 points twice. And Geno's um, a top 10 QB. Look, I mean, long term, you have to assume – just going off the track record, you have to assume Russ is eventually going to put it together and he's going to be able to string together some weeks, especially now that Javante Williams is hurt. Melvin Gordon's in the fucking doghouse. So unless they're seriously going to give a lot of carries to Mike Boone, which I highly doubt, they're going to have to throw the ball a lot more and they're going to have to rely on Russell Wilson, which they should have been doing in the fucking first place. Um, and I think that he's going to be better going forward personally. Better than Gino? Yeah. I mean, look, the problem with, I think, Gino is that I don't think he sucks as bad as he did early in his career. He's very, you know, turnover heavy. Like, I think they've been pretty conservative with, you know, allowing him or like he's he's going to be good at managing the ball for them. Obviously, he can get you points with his legs, too. Um, but the thing is. I don't know. I like. I just don't trust that offense. I feel like they're going to be very hit or miss. Like unless, like I think feel like most of their plays are literally like, you know, on the off chance that Gino throws up a deep pass to DK and he just comes down with it. You know what I mean? If that goes away, and for any reason, uh, then their offense kind of stagnates, in my opinion. Their offensive line still isn't really great. I don't know. I just don't see it. I would rather trust Russ. 
So you both are saying Russ. Yeah, track record. Plus, there's the narrative that Russell Wilson might just be getting used to this new team, and maybe going forward, it's finally maybe he's finally figured it out. Would I rather have Geno than Kirk right now? Maybe. So I want to uh, I want chat to answer these two as we go through Russ or Geno in the chat. Let me see what you're thinking. Um, so you guys are telling me not to trade Russell Wilson in three leagues that I should just keep him. I know I didn't say that. I'm just saying I'd rather have him than Gino. Okay. So don't drop him for Gino is what I'm saying. All right. Um, let me ask you another one. Quarterbacks. We'll stick with quarterbacks. Would you rather have Tom Brady for the rest of the year or Jared Goff? Jared Goff. Damn. I said it. I said it. I also have a negative bias, you know, a bias against the Bucks and Brady. And you also have a – what do you mean? Um, negative bias. Yeah, that's the bias you have, not your pro-Lions bias. Are no, you kidding me? No. Um, and Get out of here, bro. <laughs> and we got the whole dynamic of the worst defense, which is going to keep them in uh, a good game script. And they got talent. Amon Ra wasn't even there, and they got and Goff got thirty four points. And Amon Ra is capable of taking things to the house, as I saw Week One, when he got like a fucking sixty yard touchdown or some shit against me. Week two, so put that back in the lineup. Josh Reynolds has been doing all right, and Swift when he catches the ball, he goes. So, what the um, fuck am I saying? It's the same offense from last year. Brady's great. Brady, Brady's Brady's getting his weapons back now. Brady's getting yeah. his weapons back. And the first game with all his weapons back, he puts up a 25 spot. I'd rather have Brady. Look, I think Brady's obviously the safer pick of the two, and I, I'd rather have Brady personally. I don't really think there's much of a question there. But if you're looking for, like, Jared Goff is still a good starter, I think, at this point. Like, you can make an argument for both of them. I don't think their offense is going to keep operating at the click that it's operating at right now. But even if there's a little bit of a drop off, you don't have to expect 25 plus point games from Jared Goff. If you're starting Jared Goff, I think you're going in with the assumption that you you probably have the rest of your roster pretty well filled because you didn't go heavy at quarterback, obviously, in the draft or you have an injury. So Jared Goff filling in um, and giving you 18 points a week if he can do that like you're more than happy with that kirk's not even doing that right now yeah um another one would you why do you bring it up kirk because he's pissing me off that's why i thought you said as long as it's not prime time he's good yeah that's what i thought that's what the track record said but obviously we have to throw statistics out of the window now because he sucked the past two weeks yeah um all right, I'll do another one. Would you rather have Alvin Kamara for the rest of the year or Miles Sanders? Give me Sanders. <laughs> honestly, honestly. First of all, injury risk. Second of all, the Eagles have been much better. Much better as a team. Which you, you are wanna... so fucking jaded from having Kamara on your team. Oh I... my god, are you kidding me? Are you happy with four weeks? That's like twenty five percent of the season. Susa Miles Sanders didn't have a touchdown last season. 
Look at him now, man. He has like <laughs> three. He just put 28 points on Susan. That's cemented in Susan's yeah, brain. Yeah, Susan's like, oh my God. He Honestly? Said, he, went, he went like this. He RB5 went. or RB66? And he was like, with an injury, older, Miles, worse Miles team. Sanders. That's not Miles Sanders. That's Barry Sanders. Hey. Fucking God. I trust the offense more. I'm sorry. Honestly, Jeez. Susan, you're not crazy. It's a lot closer than Mason thinks. I mean, look, I don't think it's like ridiculous, but the absolute certainty that he answered, he didn't even as he goes, I think I'd go Miles Sanders. All right. I think I'm writing <laughs> off Camaro. I didn't even think about it. Let me ask you another one, okay? Dalvin Cook. Oh. <clears throat> Clyde Edwards Hilaire. That is a good question. Clyde. Clyde's been Clyde. Clyde's been eating ass on a weekly basis. <laughs> but his efficiency has been ass. We're talking on, uh, last week is the, his best game. Before last week, he hadn't had more than eight rushing attempts. But the dude had two touchdowns week one. He had uh, a lot in the passing game week two. And efficiency week two. I mean, the dude had seven carries for zero yards in week three. Finally, finally had one respectable game where you can, where there's a clear floor built in. But I don't trust it. I don't trust him. But I think Clyde, I think Clyde is this year's James Conner. You think it's just going to, it's just going to keep happening? It's going to be fucking touchdowns, touchdowns, touchdowns. Watching Sunday night. Clyde, decent game. 19 carries, 92 yards, a touchdown. Chiefs control the game most of the time. Isaiah Pacheco looked like a better runner than Clyde did. Like, he was fighting for yards. And that's a negative for Clyde long term. Right. But Clyde, week one, 20 points, seven uh, seven attempts. Your food's ready. Seven attempts, (laughs) 42 yards, three receptions, 32 yards. Two of those receptions were caught for touchdowns. I mean, look. I think the thing is, not even, he's like hardly getting half the percentage of snaps. His this last week was his highest snap percentage at fifty six percent. But I think the week, thing week is, one thirty nine percent utilizing him properly in the offense now because the problem was is that they didn't really have to incorporate him as part of the offense before because you had Tyree Kill, you had Travis Kelsey, who were two of the best at their respective positions in the whole league, right? So necessarily, you don't need a run game. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire can take a back seat. You don't need to have good running backs back there. But now you need to factor them in somehow. And I know Pacheco is the better runner, but them running the ball consistently is not that offense. No. If using Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out of the backfield where he can get you a few yards if you need him to, but more often than not, he's going to be a pass-catching back and he can catch the ball out of the backfield. You know what I mean? And also, real quick on, on Dalvin Cook, I was just going to say, the question I asked was if you'd rather have him or Dalvin Cook. I do not trust Dalvin Cook, number one, because of injury concern. I think the Vikings' offense has been really, really hit or miss uh, this season so far. I mean, my thing is, who do you who do you feel exactly? Panacho said it best. Dalvin Cook is scum. Madison uh, is better. Yeah. I agree. He's with a better that back. I'm sorry. Like if Dalvin Cook gets injured, I think he's done. Madison's gonna take that role. 
It's my opinion. I hope it doesn't happen because Jake has Madison <laughs> as well. Uh, but on this one, I got to go with the proven track record. Uh, we have Clyde has not been this guy. Five touchdowns in four weeks. That's not him. Maybe it continues. But history shows that Cook, in the long term, with another 10 games or whatever to go, should be more consistent. He's getting more volume. He's good. He's a good running back, obviously. Only one touchdown so far. If he turns that around, I think it's it's likely that Dalvin Cook will get better and Clyde will get worse because that's how polarizing it's kind of been for them. But maybe I'm wrong. I got one, too. Two guys who had kind of high expectations and have not lived up to them through four weeks. Wide receivers. Dave Davis. Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju. Yeah, I got I to gotta talk to Craig about Juju. He's like, he's going to be the guy there. Yeah, and, Scott, uh, Scott he's been lackluster. Been better, right? Yeah, who, who told you that I was going to Kelsey. Who said it first? You did. You did. Thank you. Oh, you were all Thank over you. it. You're saying you want nothing to do with it. No oh. MVS. No oh. Nicole. No Juju. Oh, no oh I could have told you MVS was Clyde. <laughs> yeah, give me Clyde. Now, what, um, are you saying Juju over Gabe Davis? Like, that's the question, you, right? Yeah, who would you rather have for us to do, Gabe Davis or uh... – Gabe Davis. I think Davis. So much higher upside. He's been dealing with injury, uh, and that's been hampering him. I think that caused some of his uh, bad week last week. I think he played ninety eight percent of snaps. I haven't. I didn't really watch though. Um, Gabe Davis lingering. He has a lingering ankle issue, so I think that's. I think I'm going to believe that's part of his recent recent woes. But I like this offense better. Look, my one problem that I have with Gabe Davis is, like, we talk about efficiency not being sustainable, but, like, Gabe Davis's track record is, like, one catch for, like, 40 yards and a touchdown, like, every game that he's performed. So it's, like, does he have that potential? But the thing is, it's, like, you're comparing him to Juju. So, like, I would take that efficiency risk or whatever, comparatively speaking, because I think he's that offense better. I think so. the floor, honestly, is probably the same, but maybe better with Davis if he's healthy. Yeah, like Juju will get point. you like two to seven. Like that's kind of his floor. So, uh, but Gabe Davis has much better upside. Gabe Davis out there for basically every snap. He's only a second year, too. Only a second year. Juju's out there for about two-thirds of the snaps. Juju's getting more targets. Juju through four games. Eight targets, six receptions, 79 yards. He hasn't gotten a touchdown yet. That's been his problem. Week uh, week two, he only had three targets, three receptions. Week three, he had eight targets, five receptions. Week four, he had eight targets, five receptions. He hasn't, he hasn't eclipsed a, 100 yards yet, and he hasn't scored. Whereas Gabe Davis missed week two with an injury. Week one, he gets that big play against the Rams for a touchdown. Week three... Against Miami, it was hot down there. He got six targets, only three receptions for 37 yards. Last week at Baltimore, only three targets, one reception for 13 yards. But he's on the field for 98% of the snaps. He's just not doing anything. It's tricky. You could could say the floor is better with Juju, and I guess Davis with the bigger upside as far as scoring. 
but I think I the hype with him was like how they how he performed in the playoffs, and then he immediately in week one caught the first touchdown in the NFL season. Um, had a great game, and was kind of proving that hype correctly. And then injury, maybe maybe these last two weeks after his missed week due to injury. I think the ankle might still be bothering him, and he's just kind of half-fast running routes and therefore is more covered. I think I'd rather go with Davis, higher upside, plus it could be the story of he gets healthier and he's back to normal health-wise and is able to get separation, this and that. All right, last one before we go to the pick-ems. Panacho says he's about to trade with Fryer. Nice. Uh, Last one before we go to the (laughs) pick-ems. Let's see. It's in the next coming moments. Hopefully it happens when we're on the podcast. So we can shit on it. Imagine trading with the guy they're about to face. That's kind of ballsy. I've heard him say this shit before that happens. It's like 50-50 chance. Not that he's Anyways. making it up. Just might not happen. Anyways. Um, last one before we move on to the victims. Which rookie wide receiver would you like to own for the rest of the season? Is that in general? Just in general. Is it Drake London? Is it Garrett Wilson? Is it Chris Olave? Is it fucking uh, Romeo Dobbs? Is it fucking... Which rookie wide receiver would I want? Rest of season? Um, It's going to be close between Olave and Dobbs for me. Dobbs had a solid game with a touchdown, and he dropped a game-winning touchdown uh, at the end of the fourth quarter. It was like a 40-yard Good deep ball hit him right in the fucking bread bag. Drops it in it's the end. Call it good defense. So not no. me. <laughs> so he should have had a twenty pointer. Like was like you know this close to a twenty pointer. Had seventeen the previous week. He and Rogers needs that guy. It's always that's been the question. Who's going to be the guy? It looks like it might be him. And that's that's an important player to have to be the guy for Aaron Rodgers. But you don't know for a fact. You know is that Alave has been getting. Some consistent work week out, some great games. And with Jameis Winston, who loves to sling it, even if it costs some interceptions as much as touchdowns, it's tough between them. Um, I might go Olave, honestly. Olave gets more targets. Yeah, I think I'm going Olave too. Uh, I think he's been more consistent. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. I mean, I also have him in the Dynasty League, Glenn. but oh, nice. I mean, he's been he's been pretty consistent uh, so far. You know, I mean, you know, as as consistent as rookie wide receivers can be. Um, so, I'm gonna say Drake London. Um, Coral, Coral Patterson's on IR, um, so that takes some of the touches away. You know, on that offense it has to disperse somewhere. We know it's not going to Kyle Pitts. So he's just taking up space. Oh. Is it going to be Zacchaeus? Is it going to be – I don't even know who else is besides Drake London. All I know is Drake London on that offense and Marcus Mariota and Patterson because Patterson's been playing well through four weeks. Hey, can I say one of my favorite low-key things is when we watch football together and they'll cut the Falcons. 
they'll be like, oh, and here's this play that just happened in the Falcons game. And every time everyone's like, is it Pitts? Was it London? Was it Patterson? Was it Algier? And then it goes. Nobody's saying Algier. Throw, throw the ball, and it guy catches it, and you see the number, and Craig goes, is that Zacchaeus? Yeah. Is that Zacchaeus? It's um, always like, it's always no, like a no, 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 no. He doesn't through. say Zacchaeus. He says Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. And that's what always cracks me up. Um, London, yeah, he was he was hot to start, but I would rather have the gunslinger Winston or Rogers over Mariota, who hasn't even thrown more than twenty attempts the last two weeks. What about it's, Garrett uh, Wilson? The Wilson the Wilson combo. Well, that's the thing. We finally see what Zach Wilson will do with him. Hasn't done much. You got Elijah Moore and Corey Davis, which I feel like are all kind of on the same playing field when it comes to like target share and talent. Maybe I like Wilson at first with Flacco, but we uh, he's kind of fallen off. He's definitely been the least consistent out of those guys. Peranza says Patterson going down going to help Pitts. It's not going to hurt Pitts. Pitts can't get any worse. Um, no. Uh, and the thing too, last year, I don't know what will I, help him honestly. Well, the thing is, you're disappointed uh, in London. That too, playing outside the country, he needs a Mexico game. Um, <laughs> playing dirt and dung game, that's Craig called it. <laughs> dirt and dung, yeah. Playing I on dirt about and dung. That. The thing about Pitts is, uh, last year he finished as was the top six, top seven tight end. Uh, yeah, like. Six and full PPR, nine and standard. I don't have the okay. So, so the first rating. I owned Pitts last year. The first four weeks of the season were a lot like this. I'm pretty sure he was like tight end 22. And I was saying to myself, What the fuck is going on with Kyle Pitts? Eventually, from week four on, he was tight end five, which you'll take, obviously. The frustrating thing about him this year is that you thought he was going to take that gap from tight end six to tight end three based on how he finished the season last year, and he's off to another slow start. So it's not like Pitts can't do it. We haven't seen it with Mariota yet. We only saw it with Matt Ryan. But he could easily finish tight end five, obviously, with Patterson going down. More touches to be had. I don't think they all go to London and Zacchaeus. But um, it makes you wonder. It's possible. And it's not like Kyle Pitts, you're not going to trade him. Who are you going to trade him for? You can't. You can't because you're not – you can't get equal value back from where you drafted him. And then if you do trade him, you're going to trade him for ooh, another tight end like Hawkinson or someone else. Like I, I don't even know why anyone want to do that after that big week that Hawkinson just did. I don't I don't think Hawkinson's for real at all. That was a completely outlier week. He's he's not going to score over 15 points again this season. I'm sorry. Um you just got to wait on Kyle Pitts, unfortunately. But Glenn, it's would you rather have Kyle Pitts or Gerald Everett? <laughs> Gerald Everett, man. Oh, Gerald Everett. Because G- Gerald Everett's been consistent. And for a tight end, that is exactly what you want. You want and, and Herbert seems to like him a lot. And especially with Keenan Allen being hurt. Well, have they all played together? Keenan Allen played what one week, week one? Yeah, that's what I think that's when yeah. they last all played together. And Everett scored a touchdown that week, didn't he? He did. Yeah, can we get a can we get a Gerald fucking Everett real quick, man? Gerald, Gerald fucking, fucking Everett. Everett. <laughs> I'll take it. 
man. Yeah, soon I'm not as, soon, soon as he caught that pass, I literally was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, dude. When he caught that dude, touchdown this week. I was like, like Herbert Herbert looks for him in the red zone. And as a Mike Williams owner, it's frustrating because dude, it makes me want to blow my brains out. That should be Mike time. And at that point, I think whenever it caught that, like Mike Williams wasn't doing too much. Mike Williams had a salvageable game. I think he finished like 15 points. Yeah. But uh you're like, dude. <laughs> I was like, come on, Justin. You almost oh, traded Pitts for Tony P per reports. Last year I did. This year, I'd do the same thing. <laughs> um would you? Tony P has not been great. No, I well, Cowboys actually he's been decent. He, he last week he had a bad game. Um, but other than that, he's been all right. It's just I don't mm, I can't two good I games, I guess. The only guy I can trust right now, and I you have to trust him to see me in that Cowboys offense. At least till Dak comes back. I, I don't – the running backs, they're not doing anything. The Cowboys offense, like, people say, yeah, dude, Cooper Rush is fucking 3-0, and this and that. They're 3-0 and because it's the Cowboys defense. Cooper Rush isn't losing them the game, but it's not like Rush is out here doing what Geno Smith is doing, dropping 35 on people. Like, right. he's, he's, he's been great. But we'll see. All right, pick skin pick them. <laughs> that means Panacho's about to leave. <laughs> yeah, he's going to go trade with Fryer. So you can make him 0 5. Oh, Mason, when you weren't here, um, Food's ready. Uh, I was eliminated from the eliminator picks. By I'm the still way. going, baby. I it's remember to you. make mine. Yeah. I took Maybe someone else. I think someone else is in. I took the Packers last week. Um, so I am 4-0 currently. Just to get it out of the way, this week I am taking the – where is it? I'm taking the Bucks against the Falcons this week. Huh. I'm taking no one because I'm eliminated. I'm eliminated. Oh, I'm 29 and 34 in pickums. Let's see what the group's looking like. R.I.P. Tebow. Tebow 95. Applebee's two for 20 right behind him. And Susan's in third. On fourth. Tebow's right. got a decent lead. All right. I Where have been starting? ass this year. You've been ass, too. I'm in out of people who do it every week. I'm technically in last. Not kind of the guy a couple weeks. I also did miss a game. I missed the Thursday night game. So that's your fault. No excuses. Um, Thursday night football. We have the Indianapolis Colts at one, two, and one going to Denver to face the two and two Broncos, the Javante Williams Broncos, the Russell Wilson led Broncos. He said he's going to play, even though he's a little shaken up. Give me the Broncos at home. Um, if this can't game trust was in the Colts. It, yeah, well, I can't trust the Broncos either, but if this game was at, in Indianapolis, I think it – I don't know. I, the whole Thursday night thing, I'm scared, okay? I have to start Russell Wilson on Thursday night. I got to start Melvin Gordon on Thursday night. And, if, last once, week. <laughs> and then once I blow my whole bank account on Mike Boone, 
I might have to start him on Thursday night too. <laughs> Damn, all of them at once. So I dude, the thing is, I was thinking about starting the Colts D too, but I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> of course you can. Um. Yeah, I'll take the Colts. And Jonathan Taylor could be a problem too. He hasn't been ruled out, but he hasn't been health. He's not healthy either. Are you taking the Colts? No, Broncos. Broncos. Mason. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Broncos. Uh, home game Thursday night. Colts stink, but if it was in Indianapolis. I would consider the Colts. But it's not. But it's not. So Broncos. Let's and then ride. Sunday morning, we're taking a trip across to Poland again for the second straight week. There's a New York football giant travel. Well, I guess they're, they're traveling to London along with the Packers, but the Packers have the home game here. Green Bay's three and one. Giants three and one. Battle of the NFC Titans. You know what else you could call, you could refer to a giant as? My cock. Big boy. Big boy. Um, oh, big boy. Uh, not taking the Giants though. I'm taking the Packers. They do. Go pack, go. Especially because the Giants don't have Daniel Jones or their backup Tyrod Taylor. So, yikes. One o'clock, we have Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickums. Making a start, officially his first NFL start. And what way to get your first NFL start is by going against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. Yep, Buffalo. Uh, yeah, I think this is Minka Fitzpatrick actually out for like a significant period of time. I hope not. He's my he's my best fantasy player in Dynasty. He got hurt like this past week. I know that, but I don't know if it's a significant injury. If he's out, they don't have T.J. Watt. And they don't have Mega Fitzpatrick. The Bills are going to destroy them. All right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So you're picking, so you're Bills. picking Bills? Oh, yeah. I'm picking Bills. Right, this is a tough one here. Two and two Los Angeles Chargers going to Cleveland to face the Browns, who are also two and two. I'll tell you what. Browns at two and two have more wins than I thought they were going to get all season. Well, before, before Deshaun Watson comes back. Uh, I'm taking the Chargers, though. I'm going to say this right now. Chargers aren't that good. Everyone, everyone shouldn't, everyone shouldn't on the Broncos. Chargers aren't crazy. that good. It's crazy. Not crazy. That the Chargers aren't that good. No, I'm saying, like, talent-wise. I guess. But, like, but. they signed they signed Cleo Mack in the offseason. Like, obviously, Joe Bosa got hurt. He's out for, like, the majority of the season now with his torn groin Typical. or whatever. Um but, I mean, you know, they had signed J.C. Jackson, so they had supposedly had a number one corner finally. He's looked like shit. Their defense has looked like doo-doo. Their offense has been doo-doo. Austin Eckler finally came alive last week. Yeah, it was a week too uh, early. This is a hot take. Oh. I said last week Austin Eckler was going to have one of his signature 30-point games where he scores um, three times. Gotcha. But it was just, I'm going with the Chargers here. I think the Browns at home because you can't beat the logo on midfield. Uh, no. I think they Someone lost week did. one of the home. They opener. did. They did, but it was because of a fluke onside kick, and that's not going to happen again. The Elf won't let it happen. 
I disagree. Elves are mischievous. He would probably encourage that to happen. He'd be like, oh, look at what I did. I ruined your yeah, game. They gave up like two scores in a minute and a half for the Jets. Brought my defense from plus seven to zero. Uh, way to make it all about you. It's always about me. <laughs> it always goes back to fantasy. In the Browns, the Bears were two and two. Traveled to Minnesota and faced the three and one Vikings. I cannot believe the Vikings are three and one. Oh, wait a minute. Three uh, all the one? shade you're giving Kurt, and he's three and one. Yeah, it's in spite of him, not because of him. Let me fucking tell you. Well, Mr. it's not twelve Dalvin points Cook. for fantasy week. Wait a minute, that's it's definitely not Dalvin back Cook. Back it up real quick. Week one was probably their most legit win where they beat the Packers. They looked they looked decent. They looked pretty good. Justin Jefferson yeah. was rolling. Week two. They got stomped on by the Eagles on Monday night. Yep. Prime time. Week, week three, who'd they face? They squeaked out a win against the Lions. Oh, yeah. They shouldn't have won that game. The Lions nope. choked that shit. And then, and then last week, four, they got the double doink. To yeah. Go out. They squeaked out a win against the fucking Saints. That's the Saints. Damn. Andy Dalton led Saints, not even Jameis. Well, that was just for overtime, right? That still could have won yeah, after te- that. Technically, yeah, it was for overtime, but still, they're in a rock fight. I got, I got to pick them to go four and one against the Bears because the Bears aren't good either. Yeah, I mean that's why I'm picking the Vikings too. Like the Bears. Justin aren't Fields. Good. I don't know if you watched the Bears at all towards the end where they had that long lateral play towards the end of the game. I didn't Justin see that. that Fields. Play, no. Justin Fields like made like two backwards throws across the field, and those were the best two throws he's made all season. <laughs> Perfect spirals. Like if he's throwing the ball backwards, they might have a chance. What if what if uh, they just line him up like this behind the center? Like he just faces the wrong way. They oh. snap. Goes like this, and he goes. You know what I'm saying? So like he would have to bend over like the center and receive it like under his legs because he has to face the opposite way. Yeah, they just go he, ass to ass. Ass to ass. <laughs> Put the football right between them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, the Bears blow, and the only time Herbert gets 29 is when he's on my bench. Back to me. <laughs> Back uh, again. Man. Back again. The Detroit Lions are heading to New England to face uh, – what was his name? Zappy? Zappy. Bailey. Billy. Billy Zappy. Billy? Billy. Bailey. Bailey, whatever. Who fucking cares? I don't need to Jake, remember this guy's name. Jake Bailey Zappy. <laughs> um, in New England, God, dude, I'm taking the Lions. Yeah, but Mason, you understand? Dog, don't even. Zappy anyone... just took the Packers to overtime. That's true. And the Lions choke. Yeah, and they're at home. Dude, and guess what the the Patriots did against the Packers? What did they do? Choked? Yeah, exactly. Come on, though. They didn't really choke. They just handed off the ball three straight down. Yeah, Yeah, so they choked, bro. Come on. Now Zappy's preparing to play, you know? Yeah, give me me the Patriots at home. Bill's going to have something. Zappy. I'm I'm like – Glenn, you are worse than Patriots. Every time you go, Bill's going to have something. I want to – Reach through my monitor and strangle you. See, Bill's How gonna have something piece? ready. Bill's Mason. gonna have something ready, dude. Jared Goff, he's gonna get pants, kid. Mason, Dan Campbell's gonna be crying on the sideline. Like I a need your commentary for this one. What? 
the sun god's gonna lose his shine boo what because because you weren't here after the week three and i'm in the camp that they had a real chance to beat the ravens what do you think oh yeah they did and then they fucking choked again they can't make a play fumble and a pick fumble pick they just can't my point would be if they could they had a a real chance against the ravens they brought the packers overtime why can't they Go to that next step against the Lions, right? The Lions choke more than they do. Because the Lions have averaged the best offense in the league. The Patriots' defense <laughs> has looked like – And people are going to – I know what you're going to say. Oh, dude, they held Aaron Rodgers for only fucking 10 points in the first half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Who does Rodgers have to fucking throw to? Dude. Rodgers has no talent offense. And also, Aaron Jones ran the ball no down talent. the fucking throat. Dude, come on, you, man! You, you're like, what do you call that when you just like straight sided something? What's that called? You got tunnel vision right now. Uh, you got tunnel vision because although the Lions have put up the most points, they've also given up the most points. Ramondre, yep. Steve, Damian Harris. Don't be surprised if they both have 25 point fantasy games this week. We Apple might talk about that later. The Lions. They could. Because they could. The Patriots are still going to lose. No way, dude. My God, man. <laughs> you sound like every honk on the radio every that honk. I hear calling the 98.5 This Boards Hub. Come on, dude. Every you honk act like the Patriots are 3-1 and one and not 1-3. They could have been, though. They could have The be. Patriots right now yeah. are the pride of Boston, kid. And I could walk outside and find a million dollars lying on the ground, but that's not going to fucking happen, is it? No. You must... You understand, dude. The Patriots is all I got, okay? The Red Sox fucking suck. Ime Udoka sucking on titties. I got a rule for the Patriots, man. I need them. I need them. I'm picking the bats. Give me the bats. Sick. Oh, it's Seahawks are two and two, and they're going to New Orleans to face the Saints. Or I'm buying the Geno hype. Seahawks are winning. I'm taking Seahawks. Nah. <laughs> nah. Nah. Nah, Chief. Nah. <laughs> nah, nah. Can't do it. <laughs> nah. I'm picking the Saints at home. I don't care that you broke your elbow. No, I don't care that um I don't even know if James is playing or not. I don't know if Kamara's playing or not. Probably not. Let's Fuckers. be honest. I like I like the Saints, man, at home. Coming back after the London trip, they're gonna be fired up. New Orleans, Seattle's just they kind of shot their load last week, okay, against the Detroit Lions. I think the Saints D is going to be ready for Geno. And then next week we're going to come back on this podcast and you guys are going to laugh at me for comparing Geno Smith and Russell Wilson. And I'll be like, I, I'm sorry, man. That's what the numbers said. Saints. We will find out. Miami Saints Dolphins. D isn't bad. I'm going to start them this week. So – Maybe I got a little bias. Miami Dolphins are three and one after uh, losing their first game to the Bengals last Thursday night. Teddy Bridgewater, when he came in, didn't look bad at all. He's a solid backup. Dude, and he's got the weapons to go into New York and beat the Jets and be four and one. 
Give me yeah. Teddy Tapwater. Give me Tyreek Hill. Give me Jalen Waddle. And give right. me the Dolphins. Take the I'll, Dolphins. Too. I'll take them too. I'll take it. Uh, also at one o'clock, we have the Atlanta Falcons going to Tampa Bay to face the Buccaneers. Buccaneers just got shellacked on Sunday Night Football. Yes, yeah, Kansas City Chiefs. You know Tom's pissed. Yeah, he's They're pissed. Win. Big bad. Um, hey, give me the Bucks. Yeah, give me the Bucks at home. Yeah, the Bucks. Tennessee Titans are two and two going to the Washington Commanders, and I got a little tidbit that a Mister Chad Willard. Uh, Message my co-host Mason and, and said basically laughing at me and Susan for saying that Carson Wentz was cash. I mean, I can let me read it to you. Uh, Chad messaged me on Sunday and he said, "Remember when Glenn and Susan said Wentz was cash? Bo's uh, buffoons." Let's well, Chad. Thanks for listening. And uh, I know you're a loyal <laughs> listener for remembering that's that. The, that's, the, that's the go-to when someone says, thanks for <laughs> listening. But, I mean, yeah, it's been looking absolute trash the last two literally, weeks. Literally still since, QB 10. Dude, literally since we said he was cash, he put up eight points and seven points. Yeah. All right, so, so in the first two weeks, he put up 28 points and 27 points, and then he follows it with 20 less points in both weeks. Wow. Hate to say however, I told you so, but I actually no, don't. I fucking no. told you so. However, however, put into context here, okay? Week one, he played a Jacksonville team that you guys are overhyping. We're not that good. Week two, they played, week, two the they played, week two, they played the worst defense in the league, Detroit Lions. Week three, they faced a 4-0 team. And week four, they faced Dallas. Defense is actually really good. So two division games too. Two division games. We'll see what happens in week five. This is the true test, Chad. So before you send them texts about our gas or cash, why don't you see what he does against Tennessee this week? And then we're gonna talk. Okay? Okay. Yeah. I'll talk. Let's talk then. Give me the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the Titans. Come on, man. Because Derek Hamlin yeah, that's is that dude. <laughs> Is I'm I'm very sad that I'm in five fantasy leagues and I don't have a single share of Derrick Henry. Yeah, Gomes, hit me up about Derrick Henry, bro. Yeah, four and Gomes. Up. Hit me yeah. up in general. Hit up Mason about Derrick Henry, so you can trade up. your Mac Hollins and Rex Burkhead. Like you know, four and Hey, I should, I should get rid of. It. I should move Henry. <laughs> yeah, I should, I should move Henry. Hey man, so you did that last there. year. You were like five and zero, and you said, <laughs> "Fuck it, I'm blowing my team up." <laughs> It wasn't Derrick Henry, let me tell it you. It was five and one, Mason. Hey guys, I did the math. I still would have lost all my games if I had the same team. It's true. This dude Susan is doing Excel sheets for the next five weeks trying to figure out. <laughs> He's like that woman in the, true. Ge- in the geometry meme. He's like Because Aaron Jones wasn't that great. And I was also like going up against tough opponents. Okay. Like, games that he did do well. We don't have to revisit it. We know yeah. you've said you made the before. toilet bowl game. You saying. avoided the toilet. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, that's right. Doesn't matter. Right. Uh, one o'clock, we got Houston. We're all three and one. Searching for that first win. Going to Jacksonville, Duval, two and two. We're hopefully they don't play in a monsoon. I don't know if Hurricane Ian's still there or not. Probably not by Sunday. Um, this is Jacksonville. I say they're not that good, but Texas they are good. They're not. They're not. Dark horse. 
for the playoffs. I'm taking the Jags. Me too. Yeah, I'm taking the Jags too because the Texans are bad, but they're, they're not that good. San Francisco 49ers, two and two after impressive Monday night. Are the Rams good? That's the question because the Rams look like dick, dude. Matt Stafford looks awful. He looks like he never even played in the Super Bowl before. And uh, elbow. And, but the 49ers, if, Jimmy G. If I'm not mistaken, don't the 49ers like own that ass? They own Sean McVay, don't they? They might. They might. I think Sean McVay owns the Cardinals. It's like the the like levels meme. And then the it's Cardinals like, own the Seahawks. Cardinals own the Seahawks. And the Seahawks. Rams own the Cardinals. Uh, 49ers own the Rams. There we go. Four steps. And 49ers D has been looking pretty good. Yeah, give me the Niners over this Panthers team. Just I, well, I tell you what, <laughs> watching that Carolina Cardinals game last week at the four o'clock slot was just painful to my eyeballs. And Baker Mayfield, I feel like he was like a three-year-old kid who couldn't see over the line of scrimmage because every pass he threw kept getting swatted down, or he had to throw it too far and he kept overshooting his receivers. He's bad. He's doesn't look like a former number one pick. Doesn't look like he belongs as a starting quarterback. And the Panthers, although Christian McCaffrey's getting healthier, they need fucking help. They need something. They need a quarterback. Fire the yeah. coach, bro. That's what I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Baker looked better on the Browns. I don't know what happened. But oh. finally, they started throwing the ball to McCaffrey and look what he happened. Better on the Browns. Browns are better than the Panthers this year. Have probably a slightly better – Coach, that's probably not a coincidence. Just saying. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. You tried to Matt Rule should have been fired after fucking week one. Matt Rule. They just took the, out one of the for GM, some reason. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say the GM doesn't consider our fantasy thoughts when they go in for hiring a head coach. Although fantasy owners hate Matt Rule. I mean, you can't you can't put the one and three starter on Matt Rule. You got to put it on Baker. He's been ass. No, but you can't put it on Matt Rule because he's made bad coaching decisions as far as play calling goes. Or maybe you put it on the OC because I don't understand why, like, last week they finally threw the ball to McCaffrey. But why the fuck did it take you four weeks to figure that shit out? He's probably not healthy. He's probably not fully healthy. That's probably why. Then why the – you either got to use him to help you win games – or you just you're just gonna be in limbo. Like I don't know what the fuck. They gotta make a decision. What do they want to do? I think anyway, they need to DJ more the ball more. I would agree with that. Panthers suck, but I'm, so I'm taking the 49ers. Me too. Uh, yep. This might be this might be Cooper Rush's last start for the Cowboys, um, and they're going to LA to face the Rams. Cowboys D looks good. Rams, Rams offense. <laughs> Doesn't. I'm picking the Cowboys. I gotta pick them too, man. Cooper Rush undefeated as a starter. That's all I gotta say. That's all you need to say. I'm taking the Rams. I'm sorry. Taking the Rams. Why are you taking the Rams? Why? I'm not explaining that. Why? You just you just want to be different. You just want to be an outlier. No, Glenn. Because I think Cooper Rush fucking blows. That's why. But I didn't want to say. 
You think Cooper Rush fucking blows? Yeah, I do. And what does Matt Stafford do this year, then? Because he hasn't had a fantasy finish over 10. Okay. The Rams aren't good. They're better than the Cowboys. With Cooper Rush, anyway. The best thing is we're going to find out. We will get the answer. And then we'll come back here next week. We'll talk about it. The Eagles are 4-0, and and they're going to Arizona to face the Cardinals. Undefeated season? No. Question mark? Give no. The Eagles. You want to talk about a team that sucks? Cardinals suck. Cardinals blow. They suck. You know, you know who's going to show up this week? Not Hopkins. The Cardinals. <laughs> Not yet, Susan. Not yet. Give me the Cardinals. Cardinals. Give me the Cardinals. Give me the Cardinals at home. Battle the Eagles. I I have the Eagles look good. Yeah. Third. Do I think they're this good? No. They beat Kirk Cousins on primetime. They beat Carson Wentz, who apparently is gas. The, Jag- the, the Jaguars beat, and they beat the Jaguars and... in a monsoon, and they beat the worst defense in the league, and they almost blew that game to the worst defense of the league. Are you saying this is a fluke? I'm saying they they're winning games, which is which is good. They're a good team. Do I think they're cream of the crop Super Bowl contenders? Fuck out of here. <laughs> I like give, me the Cardinals to, give me the Cardinals to upset him at home. And then Kyler's going gonna to show his dick a little bit this game. I can feel it. I'm going to pick the Eagles. When does Call of Duty come out? 28th? Not this weekend. Oh, I'm not, all I'm saying is, well, yeah, he had a bad – well, actually, he wasn't even that bad last week. But you're asking why he sucks. Call of Duty beta was previous week. So maybe this would be like when he has a 30-point game. But then – what I'm saying is, fantasy managers trade Kyle Murray right when Call of Duty comes out. Get as much as you can, sell high. That's all I'm saying. Call of Duty. The hell's up? That's my washing machine. Your laundry's done. Yeah, it is. Food's done. Your laundry's done. done. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sunday night, we have an AFC North matchup where we got two, North, North. two and two teams. Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Chokers. Um, <laughs> wow, he's dude, not that, wrong. Bad. I, like uh, the, the Ravens should be four and zero right now, and they're not because they refuse to put up points in the second half. I, I don't. I don't understand it. They had the Bills game in control. They had the Dolphins game in control. They should be four and zero. They should be a legit four and zero instead of the Eagles. But whatever. I'm not gonna lie. I fucking love that the Ravens keep choking games. I hate Me the too. Ravens. Fucking despise them. And I want First of all, Joe Burrow to take the ball and I want him to shove it up Lamar Jackson's ass because First I'm all, still yeah. mad that he got 40 against me two weeks ago. How bad of a coach do you have to be, John Harbaugh? In a tied game, fourth and goal, you haven't put up points the whole second half. And there's about I think it was about two minutes left or three minutes left. I don't know how much time was left. But you go for it 
in a tied game instead of to take a lead with a field goal and at least give your defense a chance to win you the game with the lead. Instead, you go for it. Lamar throws up a prayer. Pretty sure got picked in the end zone, minus two. Yep. And uh, minus two. the Bills just come down the field and kick the game-winning field goal. You, you got zero confidence in your defense. I can't say I blame them because the Bills are, are a great offense, but you got to take the points there. He does shit like that. Horrible. It's stupid. It's stupid. And if I'm a Ravens fan, I'd be frustrated as all hell. Just give him a lead. I mean, I'd rather play – I'd rather have a three-point lead and then have, you know, the Bills come down and either try to get a touchdown to win or, worst-case scenario, they get a field goal to tie. Or I should say best-case scenario if you don't trust your defense. But if you get a touchdown, you go for – I don't know. I take the points. I take the money. With that being said, give me the Bengals on Sunday night. Bengals. Bengals, Bengals winning two straight. Joel Mixon, um, the king of running into the back of his center. Yeah, you want to talk about running into the center's ass or whatever Mason said? Uh, That's you Mixon. want me to read you the tweet? I can get it. There was, can pull it up? There was a, a highlight. I think it was like one of his goal line carries. The poor guy on the line. It just he's like blocking, doing his thing, and then all of a sudden Mixon rams into his lower back. The poor guy, I guess, like bent in half, falls over. <laughs> it was like, imagine that three straight it. times. Yeah, Joe, Joe Mixon's oh, running I back. Your it. kidneys are fucked. You're literally just peeing blood because yeah, he just the thing is, and you don't know if you're gonna be the one hit or not. You're like, oh god. The thing is, <laughs> as frustrating as that is, you love to see the goal line work. Oh yeah, you love to see the twenty-seven attempts. But you don't love to see that it took all nine fucking offensive people to bring Mixon into the end zone for his only touchdown of the year. It was also, cool. Wait. That was cool. But I like, have the tweet. On, man. He's getting the opportunity. Yeah. Um, this is from Dave Kluge. Don't have any idea who that is or Kluge. Joe Mixon is the most bizarre, quote unquote, elite running back out there. You watch a Bengals game and he slams into the back of his old line seemingly every play. Every then the play. game ends, and he somehow has 29-118-2 rushing and 32 fantasy points. Yeah. Hopefully that's coming this week. But uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you what else is coming. A Chiefs win against the Raiders on Monday night because they're playing in Arrowhead, not in Vegas. Yeah. I feel yep. bad because I, I want the Raiders to be good, but they've just been so bad this season. And they won last week, though. They did. They beat the Broncos, baby. And that's the get right game. I think Josh Jacobs doesn't get 10 points this week. Probably not. Jacobs is good for 12 this week. <gasps> that hurts my voice. 12 this week? 12. Uh, 12, 12 touches? Points. I'm taking the Chiefs. He's going to be like 14 for 45. And a touchdown, a couple of receptions. Huh. Well then. This one hot takes are brought to you by Der Burgers. Mason. Are the burgers good? <gasps> Der. I'll start it. it I'm going to pick up where I left off when we talked about the Cardinals and the Eagles. Now, typically, right? When you have an eagle 
type of bird and you put them next to a cardinal, an eagle is just going to fucking tear that shit up. Cardinal doesn't stand a chance. No. Okay. But they're in the desert. Okay. And okay. I never, I've never seen a cardinal in the desert before. But uh, Calamari is going to have thirty-five points. Oh, okay. And uh, <laughs> oh, okay. And he's going to lead the Cardinals to a win, and it might be like a last-second field goal. It might be just shitting on them, and they win by multiple scores. But they're going to win. And Kyler's going to have 35 points. And Gomes, because of Kyler getting 35 points, probably going to be 5-0. and all. Damn. Yeah. All right. My hot take was kind of stolen from Glenn a little bit. He didn't know. It has to do with Stevenson and Harris. The Patriots mm. against the Lions. I almost said at least 20 points each. But instead, I'm going to say... They're going to have a total of four TDs between the two. And there's a very good chance that they both get 20. But at the very dub. least, four touchdowns. And a Patriots, Patriots dub. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Soon. Four TDs. Four TDs. Patriots dub. Lock it. Load it. Mason, <laughs> wants, to, Mason wants to point that gun somewhere else. <laughs> no anyway um so you know last week people were like oh man is austin eckler back austin eckler is fucking back baby you know why he's gonna have another three touchdown game this oh oh not this week yep you got jv oh oh that sucks jv will put up like 70 this week Anyway, Austin Eckler, three TDs. Three. Here first. Three total Ds. This is what you get, Glenn, when you keep hyping up the Patriots. Okay? You get the horns. <laughs> you get the bill. You get the bill. <laughs> the duck bill. Wow. What the fuck was that, bro? Are they playing? Shots? Someone just get killed upstairs? Bocce ball? Giant, giant Jenga? Bocce ball. <laughs> I got bocce balls for you. All right, all right. <laughs> okay, uh, let's get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's October. Uh, whoop, whoop. I said this to Susan last week. We're going to blink, and it's going to be Thanksgiving. and mm. Then Christmas. Yeah. Christmas, and then... It's over. So enjoy it every single week. Are we going? Are we going to the Boyd residence this Sunday? Yes. Unfortunately, my parents won't be there, but my mom's gonna put some sausage and meatballs in the crock pot. The music. Wait a minute. (laughs) That's right, baby. <laughs> That's right. Um, sausage and meatballs. Sausage and meatballs. <laughs> the guy yelling in the background. I just loves the song so much.
Uh, me when I get my sauces and meatballs. That's gonna be it's gonna be it's you and Austin hot. Eckler scores that third touchdown. Oh yeah, mate. Glenn's gonna be choking on the sauce. <laughs> Glenn's gonna be doing that video of me. What walk crumb power walk across the base? I go ah. <laughs> That's no, what makes dude. fantasy great. What sucks is like JV's team. I have so much stock in all the other players on this team in different leagues. So it's going to be like, I'm going to be like that Alonzo Morgan gif where it's like shaking my head. I'm like, (laughs) 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 all right. Week four. Week five is here. I think we're good. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs>